Um, this morning, I want us, uh, you can go ahead and turn in your Bibles if you have your Bibles handy. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and uh, we're going to read the first 20 verses of, of chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. We'll do that here in just a few minutes, but I want to, I want to remind you, and if you need reminding, maybe you don't, that, uh, that today we are excited, especially excited, because we are celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The fact that He died on a cross to take care of our sin and that they placed Him in a tomb and He rose again. He did not stay there. And we're going to talk about the resurrection a little bit this morning before we go into the, to the main message. I want you to consider this uh, this morning. And that is that without the resurrection, the cross certainly wouldn't have been effective uh, we, need the, we need the cross and the resurrection. Without the cross, the resurrection wouldn't have been necessary. Without the resurrection, the cross wouldn't have been as effective. And you know, we needed another event besides the crucifixion to bring Jesus back to life so that he could bring us life. And that's exactly what took place. And we are, again, we are excited about that and we are celebrating that today and every day as his children. You don't need to turn there, but in Romans chapter 5, verses 9 and 10, it reminds us that we are saved by the life of Jesus. The death of Jesus was important because he gave his life and he shed his blood to pay for our sins, but we are saved by the life of Jesus. We are saved by the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is such an important event in our history and in the history of the church, history of each Christian. You know, we need to get excited about the cross and we need to be thankful for the cross. And it was a horrible death that our Savior died for us there, but it was a necessary death. But just as we brag and just as we get excited about that event, we need to brag and we need to get excited about the resurrection as well as what it means for us. John 14, 19 says that we live because He lived. We live because He lived. And that is significant because that helps us to understand that He won the victory over sin, death, hell, and the grave when He rose again. And because He rose again to life, then we can have life and we can have this new life. And I tell you what, that's, that's worth celebrating. And and, and victory is just such a great word, and it's a great way uh, to explain what, what he did. And I tell you, that word victory is so important in this day and time, especially what we're going through right now. Uh, we need to know that we can be victorious. Uh, we need to know that in Christ, we are victorious. You know, maybe before all of this took place, uh, all of this pandemic and quarantining and social distancing took place maybe your life was going pretty good and things were going well for you you had everything kind of neatly uh, packaged in your life everything was just as you wanted it to be and you maybe you thought man things couldn't get any better than this and then all of a sudden our feet get knocked out from under us and and we're in the middle of a scary word we're in the middle of a, of a pandemic and we wonder, is there, is there a way 
to continue to hope and is there a way to continue to be victorious and i say yes there is because of the resurrection because of what we are celebrating today and maybe we even have questions and, and we're confused about what's going on you know how and how part of all this and and how can god be in all of this and again the answer to that is through his resurrection because he gives us life and it is abundant life and we can experience that no matter what we're experiencing in this life no matter what's going on around us we can have the abundant life so we're going to talk about that this morning and as we uh, said earlier i want us to turn to first corinthians chapter 15 and we're going to read the first 20 verses there and as we do i want you to think about how you know life is tough at times and we're certainly going through tough times right now but our god is tougher than anything that we will ever face let's read let's read verses 1 through 20 of first corinthians chapter 15 moreover brethren i declare unto you the gospel which i preached unto you which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures." And that he was seen of Cephas, or Peter, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach and so ye believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith in is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses or liars of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain or worthless. Ye are yet in your sins, and then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable." But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. So what a great scripture this morning. What great reminder of what Christ has done for us. What a reminder, too, that there are some who refute this and wonder if it's true. 
But we know because we believe, we know because we know that the word of God is true, that these things are true. And what I want to encourage you with this morning is that we can live an abundant life. We can live a fulfilled life and we can live a victorious life, even going through what we're going through right now. Because Jesus Christ died on a cruel cross for our sins. And then he rose again in victory to bring us new life. We can live victoriously. So how do we do that? And what do we need to know about that? Well, I want to start off with this. I want to begin by talking about the bad stuff. And that is the desperation and the discouragement of despair that we can experience at a time really at any time in our lives. We can live in despair and we can live in discouragement. But in what I've seen and what I've heard from so many people, there's a lot of that discouragement and there's a lot of that despair going around right now. And you have to imagine, uh, if you know anything about the story of Christ and how he died for us, that his disciples, when he died, uh, they were mortified. Uh, their whole life turned upside down. The one that they had spent so much time with and one that they had placed all their hopes on, he was gone. And so they ran away and they were afraid what would be next. And they were concerned and, and they had had so much hope at one time and now things just seemed so, so difficult. And all they could see was, was the hardship and how difficult it was going to be because the one that they loved was gone. The one that they had walked with was gone. The one that they had served with, he was gone. And things were looking bleak for them. And all they could see around them was the present trouble. And you know, if we're not careful, that's how we'll live too. Uh, we'll forget the hope that we have. We'll forget the victory that we can enjoy if we always see is the desperation around us and the present trouble that we are in that is not how he wants us to live he wants us to live our lives a different way uh, and he died and rose again so we could do that very thing you know we see a lot of negative stuff right now we see a lot of numbers climbing that we want to go down the other way we see other things going down that we want to see go up uh, we're told we may have to stay in longer or we don't know how long we're going to have to quarantine. And, and, and we hear of people who are in the hospital uh, whose loved ones can't go visit with them. Uh, we, we hear sad, sad stories and a lot of despair and a lot of discouragement to go around for everybody. And, you know, in the scripture that we just read, Paul was talking about a situation uh, that could have led him to, to be in despair. He was talking about how he used to persecute the church. And this is what he said in verse number 9 of what we just read. This was before he had met Jesus. He was a persecutor of the church. And he said, For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But, and here's, here's where it gets good, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And His grace to me was not without effect. It was not without effect. It changed him. So, so Paul could have chosen to live feet 
and despair and wonder if God would ever really love him or if God could ever really use him. But instead, he chose to turn all of that over to God and allow God to make him the person that God wanted him to be, the person that God knew that he could be. And so therein lies our choice as well. We can choose to just see the despair and the discouragement around us, or we can choose to turn everything over to God, which he has always asked us to do anyway. We can turn it all over to God and allow him to do in us what he wants to do in us. So there's the discouragement that's around us. But here's what you and I can do if we turn our our eyes from the discouragement and the despair and we turn towards the power and the purpose and the potential of this present life. What is possible in this present life? What could our purpose be and where does the power come from for us to live in a godly way, to live way that God wants us to live and I'm going to tell you what I think everybody given the choice and we all do have the choice would not choose to live a defeated life I don't think any of us want to do that I think all of us would much rather live a victorious life and a life of hope think about those two words victory and hope I, those are good words I think you're like me. I want my life to be categorized as a victorious life. I want to live a victorious life. I want to live a hopeful life. And so I have to choose how I'm going to get what I need to live that kind of life. And this world certainly has no shortage of things to offer. Even in a time of quarantine, we can look to other things to get the hope that we need that comes from Christ. You know, we look to relationships, of course. Uh, we look to our, our careers. We look to money. Uh, we look to having things. Uh, we look to, to plastic surgery or enhancing our features. We look to going to the gym. We look to all of these things to make us feel victorious and make us feel hopeful. But none of these things, none of, and a lot of these things have been kind of taken away from us in what we're living in right now. But none of these things give a lasting peace or a lasting fulfillment. There's only one person that can. There's only one thing that can give us what we need. That is Jesus Christ. And it's because He died on the cross to take care of our sin. And then He rose again, once again, in victory so that you and I can have life. And that we can have life abundantly. And consider this for just a minute. His resurrection validates everything that he said. He said that he had the power to rise again. And he did that very thing. So his resurrection validates everything that he said. And he spoke the truth and he backed it up by rising again. He can be counted on. He is trustworthy. And he knows exactly what we need. And he offers it to us. It is just up to us to accept and receive what he wants to give us. And so that's how you and I can live in the present with purpose and power and realize all the potential that life can have because of what Jesus did for us. Now, a lot of people will say, well, Christians, 
really do paint a rosy picture of life after you've received Christ. They make things sound like all the, the, the troubles go away, everything is perfect, everything is great. And I stand before you here today saying that that is not, a, that is not true. Your problems don't go away when you become a Christian. As a matter of fact, you may have more problems after you become a Christian than you did before. But what I think that is is just an opportunity for God to show us that He is so much more God than we ever dreamed or ever imagined that He could be. But as a Christian, here's what I've got. I have got God Almighty helping me through these difficult times. I have got Almighty God helping me through the hassles of life. And He helps me through the difficulties. But He also helps me to enjoy the good things even more. Think of the best day you've ever had. And multiply it by infinity because you know Jesus Christ. Because even the good is better when you know Jesus. And yes, the bad is better when you know Jesus. You know, because of Jesus in my life, I have relationships. He helps me to enjoy those relationships even more. The people that I love, the people that encourage me, the people that motivate me. I enjoy those relationships even more. And because I have Him in my life, He can help me to be a, a better father. He can help me to be a better son, a better husband, a better brother, a better pastor. Because I have Christ in me and working through me. And again, let me be clear, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. But I have been changed from someone who was broken and someone who was barren to someone who was whole and victorious and hopeful in Jesus Christ. And nobody can take that away from me. That's what I have. And that's what I know He's done in my life. And that's what I know that He can do in your life as well. And He offers us so much, folks. He offers us so many things. You know this, or you may have heard this before, but He offers us forgiveness of our sins. And I'm not talking just some sins. I'm talking He forgives us of all of our sins. The sins we have committed, the sins we're committing, and the sins we will commit. He offers forgiveness for all of those. And it doesn't matter what you've done, because we all feel like we're the worst, don't we? But it doesn't matter what we've done, He will forgive you of those things if you will allow him to and this isn't something that we just came up with on our own the the word of god tells us these things it's only through the word of god that we get this information and god's word is true and i'm telling you living a life where you're not carrying around the game and the burden of sin is so much more fulfilling and is so much more an abundant life than the alternative Allowing Him to take all of that from you. He is willing to do that. So He will forgive us of our sins. But He does something else that's so great. He gives us His Holy Spirit. And His Holy Spirit is, is to teach us and to guide us through life. To help us to do the things that we need to do. Giving us the strength to do what we need to do. To say no to sin. And to say yes to living the way that God wants us to live. You see, God doesn't just save us and then pat us on the back and say, off you go. He doesn't do that. He knows that I'm incapable on my own 
of living a life that is pleasing to Him. So what He does is He gives me His Holy Spirit, who I desperately need, and He gives me the power and the strength to do what God has called me to do that I cannot do on my own. He provides everything. He does. He knows exactly what we need, and He is willing to give it to us. So I'm so thankful that, it's, that Christ, I have Christ in me. I have the Holy Spirit in me. And here's a truth I want you to grasp hold of today as well. And that is this. That if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. And you are no longer in your sins. See, you may act a way that is contrary to who you are now as a Christian. You will continue to sin But Scripture tells us that we are no longer dead and no longer in our sins because we are in Christ and He is in us. And it's all because and all possible because of the resurrection. So we celebrate that resurrection this morning. You know, sometimes I think we think about Adam and Eve and we think that they had it so great because they got to walk with God. And what a beautiful thing to think about. Adam and Eve walking with God. But as a, as a child of God, as a Christian, Christ is in us. And that is so much bigger and so much better, is it not? And you know, Adam and Eve sinned once and they lost their lives. But as Christians, we sin every day and we never lose the life that He has given us. Consider that. That's awesome, awesome thought. Resurrection means with Jesus forever because he died on the cross because they placed him in a tomb because he rose again we can be connected to Jesus forever and so where is Jesus right now what does scripture say scripture tells us that Jesus today is raised from the dead seated at God's right hand so if he is in us and we're in him and he is seated at God's right hand where are we The Bible says that He has raised us up and seated us in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we once were dead. We were once dead in our sins. But as Christians, He has made us alive in Christ. And we are closer to Him than we could ever be. He is in us. We're not inching closer and closer to Him. We couldn't be any closer than we are because God raised us up and united us with Jesus. And we are close. And this is what He did when we became Christians, when we gave our lives to Him, when we trusted in Him. This is what He did. He poured Himself into us so that He could then be worked out in our lives. And that is abundant life. And that is His life. And that is what is possible And that is the potential for where you are at right now. Even in the midst of of devastating times, and even in the middle of discouragement, that is what's possible for, for us as Christians. And if you're not a Christian, and if you've considered and thought about these things, listen intently and 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 listen with an open heart and an open mind this morning. Because the message of Jesus Christ is for all people, and that includes you. So we've talked about the if we take our eyes off of that, we can see power and purpose and the present. And all of that is possible because he gives us another thing. 
And that is the hope of heaven. He gives us the hope of heaven. What a wonderful thing to think about, right? You know, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. We all sin. We all deserve death. But we're not talking about just a physical death. We're talking about an eternal death in hell. Which is also very real. In a very real place. But then the rest of that verse says. But the, the free gift of God. Is eternal life. In Jesus Christ. This is what we deserve. But this is what we. This is defeat and discouragement. But this is power and purpose and potential. This is what he wants us to have. You know we deserve hell. But he makes heaven available for everybody. It's available for everyone. It is not his desire that any should perish. And what, all, what made it all possible is Christ's death on the cross and his resurrection. And what that gives us is the ability to know that beyond a shadow of a doubt that we can go to heaven when we breathe our last breath here on this earth. That's important for us to know. He went to prepare a place for us. So that where he is, we can be there too. That's what he has done. And he done it, he's done that all because he loves us. As the song said earlier, he did what he did. He did it willingly. He did what he did because he loves you. He did what he did because he wants to spend eternity with you. And me. And us. He did it because of his love for us. You know, a couple of weeks ago... I conducted a graveside service for a member of our church. And she died with a great hope in her heart because she died knowing that she had given her life to Christ. She had placed her faith and her trust in the completed work that Christ did at the cross and at the resurrection. So she could face death with a confidence knowing that she would soon see Jesus. Do you have that same confidence here this morning? Do you have that confidence in your heart and in your life? Again, the Bible says that we are all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. What that means is because we all sin, we cannot enter heaven. You know what that's like? It's, it's a lot like all of our essential workers. When they go to work, if they come with a fever or symptoms of the virus, they are not allowed inside. And it's the same thing. Because of our sin, we are not allowed into heaven. We can't get to heaven. Because, again, because of our sin. But also the Bible says that He wants everyone to go to heaven. It is not His desire that any should perish. So He provided a way for anyone anyone to be able to go for you there this morning that are wondering well what about me yes you he provided a way for you there's no way he would forgive me there's no way he would allow me in put your trust in what he's done for you put your trust in him yes he will let you in he will forgive you if anybody can forgive you he can and he has said in his word that he wants to so there's a way I've already given it to you, but there's a way for us to be able to get to heaven and not just get to heaven, but live an abundant life in the present. 
But before I try to be very clear and tell you how, I'm going to tell you how you can't get to heaven. You can't get to heaven by giving a lot of money to charity. You can't get to heaven by going to church every Sunday. It's not going to happen. You can't get to heaven by being baptized. You can't get to heaven by giving money to the church. You can't get to heaven by praying every day or reading your Bible every day. You can't get to heaven by being a religious person or wishing or hoping that you're good enough. And you cannot get to heaven working real hard at being the best that you can be. We cannot get to heaven that way. As a matter of fact, there's nothing that we can do to deserve getting into heaven. There's nothing that I can do to deserve being allowed into that place that we all want to go to, if we're totally honest. There's nothing that I can do. So where is my hope if there's nothing that I can do to get into heaven? Our hope is in Christ who has already done everything that needed to be done for us to be able to go to heaven. It's always been, always been about what Jesus did. It's never about what I did or what you did. It's always been about what he did. It's always been about his completed work at the cross that is able to take away our sins, not just cover our sins, not just wash our sins, but to take them away, gone, to take them away. It's always been about what he did. He even said, as we mentioned in last week, he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except through me. I am the only way. Very exclusive statement, uh, very controversial statement as we talked about but very, very true. A, a true statement that we need to understand here this morning. You know, the problem is that a lot of people believe that Jesus is like the Easter Bunny. You know, he's okay for me when I'm a kid, but I don't really need him when I get older. I don't really need him as a grown-up. I stand before you today at 52 years old, and I need him more today than I ever have. And he knew that, so he provided himself for me. You know, a lot of people see him as a hero, and that's about it. Some people see him as a, as a great teacher who, who said some really good things, and that's about it. But, you know, let's see what Jesus said about himself. You know, he claimed to be God. Jesus himself claimed to be God, and he claimed to be the only way to heaven. So, seeing as how everything that he said he was going to do, he did. And seeing as how everything that he said was going to happen, happened. If he tells me that he is God, then I'm going to believe it. And if he tells me that he is the only way, then I'm going to believe that. And so, I had to make I will either accept what he is saying trust in Him for my eternity, or I'll just set that aside and I'll live my life the way that I want to live and cross my fingers and hope for the best. Remember earlier how we said 
that I don't think any of us would choose to live a defeated life. If you choose to put aside what Jesus has done for you, then you're going to live a defeated life. We said everybody wants to live victoriously. Everybody wants to live with hope. That's what you get with Jesus Christ. Because even the grave could not hold him down. And what causes us to be afraid more than dying and being in the grave? Not much. Nothing really. And he defeated that so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. So that's our choice this morning. We choose to accept him and what he's done and that eternal life that he is giving us or we set it aside. The choice is yours. Are you ready to do that this morning? Is that what you want to do in your life? Do you want to give your life to Jesus today? Well, let me just say this before we finish. There's no better day than Easter Sunday. There's no better day when we're celebrating His resurrection, His victory over death and hell and sin and the grave. No better day than today to open up your life to Him and say, I believe. I accept you. I want to be saved. I want to live the victorious life that Pastor William is talking about this morning. I don't want to be living in discouragement and defeat anymore. I want to understand and know and experience the power and the purpose and the possibility of the present day, and that is life in Christ. And I want to live with that hope of heaven and knowing that no matter how things turn out, that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to get to be in heaven with Jesus. Is that you today? Is that what you want to do today? It's that simple. It's that easy. And I'm going to tell you what, if you allow Christ into your life, you may think, well, is it going to stick till the next really bad thing that I do? Is it going to last only for so long till God gets tired of me and throws me out? Absolutely not. I'm going to point you back to the resurrection that allowed us to see how death can't hold Jesus down and that Jesus is alive and He will live forever. And if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, then you will be saved forever. Because your salvation is tied to Jesus' life and Jesus' life is forever. And again, it's not based on what you do. It's not based on you. It's based on what He has done. It's not based on your obedience. It's based on His obedience because He came to do the will of the Father. And when He died and rose again, that was the will of the Father. So because of His obedience, we can experience freedom and we can experience life. Even in day, like today and what we're going through today. So the length of your salvation is tied to Jesus' life. He lives forever. Forever and ever. So we're celebrating our risen Savior today. A Savior who can empower you and infuse you with His life so that you can live as long as He does. And He's going to live forever. Do you want that this morning? Do you want eternal life in heaven with Jesus? Do you want forgiveness of sin? Do you want hope? Do you want hope in the midst of devastation and despair and discouragement? 
If you're a child of God, you know what that is. You know that you can have hope in those circumstances. Maybe you just needed that reminder today. But if you're not a Christian and if you've thought about these things, and let me encourage you today to open the door of your heart and open the door of your life and say, I believe, I believe that you died for my sins, Jesus. I believe that you rose again. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you did all of that so that you could give me life. And I'm ready to receive that today. That is our prayer for you this morning. That is our prayer for you today. As we celebrate our resurrected Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to share from your word today. We're grateful for the hope and the strength and the the peace and the truth that we have in your word. We realize how helpless things would be and how lost we would be without your word and without you. And we are are still excited and celebrating uh, this morning that you are alive that the enemy could not hold you down, that sin or death or hell or the grave could not keep you, that you are alive, you are risen indeed. And what that means, that means so many things for us. But bringing it down to this point here today, that we can live with hope and we can live in victory because of Jesus' resurrection from the dead, because of what He did. And no matter what we face, no matter what comes our way, We know that He is with us and He is closer to us than we could ever imagine if Christ is in us and that He is with us and that we can take our concerns and our requests of this present day to a holy God because the barriers have been taken down because of what Jesus did. We love You this morning. We thank You for how You love us and how you demonstrated your love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, you died for us. What more could we want? What could this world offer that's any better? Absolutely nothing. So you offered yourself, and we thank you and we worship you today for this truth. All these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.